games. You know, Craig, it, it used to be that Craig scared everyone when he joined, but... Now it's comforting. I think, we've, I think we've gotten used to it at this point. Hey, everybody, this is Sad Boy's S-Pulse. I'm Jiggly. What'd you call me? <laughs> Usually I'm we play out... Man. We're Minnesota United. We've got off to a steaming start here, we've, boys. We've usually, usually, the, we've, we, usually we plan that we plan like the name beforehand, and I was like, you know what? I just got something. And we, we've become the loons. <laughs> we have rebranded we, to Minnesota United FC. <laughs> well, also being something called an S pulse. That doesn't sound. That's not like something that needs to be censored. No, S pulse is uh, Shimizu. Uh, it's a it's J League team that we're going to mention later. I think that word has to be censored as well. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, this this is going to be the first episode that I edit with a with with my new Adobe suite, but uh, because I was trained in using Adobe Audition and I have not been using it the entire time we've done this, I've been using this weird like music editing software, and now I'm finally going to be able to use something I'm comfortable with. And I was going to mention a joke and I forgot it. Again, steaming start to this episode. Oh yeah, I, I was about to mention that like I know how to generate tones with Adobe Audition, but we've been using uh, we've I've been using anime girl noises for so long. It's like we're thirty something episodes in, guys. Oh, that's mental. Let me let me just check this really quick. We have great SEO because nobody else has named anything Sad Boys FC. We have wonderful SEO. We come up right on top. SEO is my favorite conference division in college football. <laughs> the SEO. I think we're on like, yeah, we are on about like 30 something episodes. Uh, so we've done it for so long. I can't just use generated tones. I have to just keep using anime girl noises. So uh, let's start off with uh, less of me talking and ruining the podcast. Uh, Premier League stuff. Uh, Adnan, you go. Uh, this year, I've kind of zoned out of the Premier League because I, I cover the Bundesliga a lot more. So um I've not. I mean, I've been watching the games consistently, but I'm not too anticipated with it. RJ, you got anything major from these this first two weeks already? Yeah, I actually watched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about ten games. Nice. Um, I'm watching them simultaneously. So, uh, let's start a well, Let's start off with Aston Villa against Sheffield United. <laughs> um, <laughs> They, so, so, so they have a win record against Sheffield United. I think they're, they've been undefeated for the past five or so games, and that's stretching throughout all divisions, just not the Premier League. Um, they're, they're Aston Villa's new uh, goalkeeper signing. Um, uh, Emilio Martinez. Yeah, Emilio Emiliano Martinez. Martinez, yeah. Emiliano Martinez from Arsenal. He saved a penalty. Um, what else? Uh, Leicester City Burnley 4-2. Um, Man, we're starting with the big games here. Yeah. Um, the, the mighty Harvey Barnes uh, equalized for Leicester. And then since then, they, they just steamrolled over Sean Deitch's clarinet army. Um, Arsenal West Ham, that's a small club, so I'm not going to go through that. Did you that. say clarinet army instead of claret army? Yes, I did say clarinet. Also, don't let don't let uh, Ruben hear that that last joke. Um, Thought he listens to us, but fair enough. Uh, Arsenal West Ham, um, like I said, those are two small clubs. So I mean, Arsenal won. Um, Spurs uh, against Southampton. Uh, Harry Kane provided a hat trick of assists to Son, and he also scored um, a goal himself in the. Uh, I think it ended up yeah five two for the scoreline. Uh, that same scoreline applied to Everton West Brom. Uh, West Brom is just regulation father, so they're not going to do anything special this season. Uh, there was a Chelsea Liverpool game as well, where where Kepa provided a sublime assist to Sadio Mane. I don't know if you guys saw that. I saw that, and then I saw Chelsea immediately announce a new goalkeeper during that. Jiggly for context, the the Chelsea goalkeeper made a mistake, and then within minutes, the the signing of a new goalkeeper was announced on Twitter. Sounds which fun. I wish the fire would what? do. Which Keppa? I don't like. That's like, you know, who's replacing like Keppa? 
There's long, this really lanky dude named Mendy from the French League. Ah. Everyone from the French League is named Mendy. Yeah, that's true. Um, (laughs) uh, anyway, Wolves, Man City, um, 3-1. Wolves put up a fight, but they just couldn't get past Man City. What else am I missing? Oh, I guess Crystal Palace, Man United, uh, I think, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm s- no, I should not forget his name. Van de Beek? Not Van de Beek. Um, the coach? Zaha? Zaha, Zaha, there you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we sorry, got there at I the forgot end. your name. Zaha, he uh, scored twice, I believe. And I forgot he scored the third goal against Man United. But well, yeah, I I, uh, speaking, speaking of signings, and uh, you were talking about Tottenham earlier, but I wasn't able to jump in. Uh, Gareth Bale is back? Oh. No, I would never talk about her. Gareth Bale is back for some reason? Yeah, he's on loan. Um, Although he's injured for a month. (laughs) Which is really sad. I thought thought he was actually just straight up signing with them. Like one of those those things like in the NFL where like some legendary player ends their career somewhere else, but they get like a one one day contract back, uh, back at the place where they made their name or something like that. Which, by the way, I think with Bale, I think the Spurs have a chance at the League Cup or maybe even Europa. I think Mourinho's going to go all out for the League Cup just so he can say he's got a trophy with Spurs because that sounds like something he'd do. I mean, and I wouldn't blame that's, him for it. That's fair play to him. I mean, he like with every club he's managed, he's won at least something. So, oh, does, did you hear that the record he broke last week, where he had won, he hadn't lost, uh, for in the opening game of the season for any of his teams until he coached Spurs, which yeah. they lost to Everton. That's a very Spurs thing to do. You should you is, should follow Mourinho on Instagram, by the way. I forget he has an Instagram. I gotta do that. He has an official Instagram. So did the, the all of the episodes of the the documentary on Amazon come out yet, or there's still more to come out? I think there's more to come out. Because I'm waiting for them to be all bunched together. I just found out about... I, I didn't know that there was a documentary. I just saw this. Saw somebody took pictures of uh, Mourinho you... talking about his dog dying. How'd you not know about the Amazon documentary? Because I don't like Amazon. Didn't you watch the Sunderland one on Amazon? No, that's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Oh, that's on my... Be- the Leeds one's on Amazon. My apologies. Uh, why don't you like Amazon before Jeff Bezos comes to your house and kills you? Hey, hey, I'm not going to accept any Amazon slander. They were the only website that let me pre-order my Xbox Series X today after like 45 minutes of searching. I specifically had to deal with like a really dumb Best, Buy, Best Buy checkout uh, because I didn't want to deal with buying a, a drawing tablet from Amazon. I, I don't want to pull a jiggly here, but I, I just called... My credit card concierge service and just ask them to help me out. And they did. With with what? Is being rich is the joke that I'm rich because I'm not Well I mean box sweet you're talking about sweets box earlier. Sweet, and then pre recording you're complaining about peekum pokum. <laughs> what? No like, that's gonna have to be censored, Jesus. I Christ. did not. No. <laughs> oh How God. dare you say <laughs> I wasn't complaining about it. I was, in fact, praising it and saying I was thankful. I'm so happy that we still have these recorded so we can we have that file saved. And now that I understand how to use the uh, the the editing software, I can save that specifically so that you can keep it, too. So that's great for you. Why would I do that? Let let me rephrase that. Um, Programs that are not up to par compared to the name branded. Uh, we gotta get off this topic. I'm sorry. No. What we're talking. The the we're joke was that we've always, we've always called Jiggly Rich because he would watch fire games in the box suites and how he'd fly to Toyota Park instead of driving, which is also a lie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anything else from the Premier League, RJ? Uh. Nothing. I mean, I think it's gone off to an anticlimactic start. There's nothing absolutely meme about it. That's I, fair. Um, I mean, but but who's like 
Who do you think will win this year? I'm, I mean, I've always, I've always thought it'd be City this year because Liverpool. I didn't think Liverpool buying enough players to like reinvigorate the team, but they've already made like two signings in the last week. I so like we'll see how that signings. goes. I Everyone like does, but they'll, they'll need time to gel. But um, I mean, that's an excuse we use for the fire, though. I, I think it's going to be a toss-up this year, to be quite honest. Uh, I, I think it's it's hard to predict who who the winner would be because because Man Is City it... they're all over the place. Liverpool they're they're also going to be all over the place. Um, I mean, here's a different question: Do you think that there will be fans in the stands by January? Uh, no, apparently England's getting their ass kicked again by Corona. That's what I thought, the memes I've seen on Twitter recently. Yeah, yeah. and you, like Europe should take a look, a good look at Germany. They're doing, you know, the whole social distancing well in the stadiums. Like, and, and you know how passionate, hashtag, you know, passion merchants, you know, German fans could be. They, they're like so well behaved over there. They're like, even in groups. There's still social distancing, which is like that's never going to happen here in America or England. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the Bundesliga, because they asked that that kicked off this past weekend, and they had, I think the rule is like ten percentage in for most stadiums. Some teams couldn't because certain areas had spikes recently. Like I know Bayern Munich couldn't ho- have fans because there's like a, a an uptick in Munich. But yeah, Munich started the season by scoring nine past Schalke. So they're going to win the league easily. There's a lot less going on in the Bundesliga in terms of up and down the table because people just don't know as much about the Bundesliga. But yeah, other than Munich scoring nine and showing that they're even better than last year, the big thing was Dortmund won 3-0 against their good Gladback team. And they've got two 17-year-olds, two 19-year-olds, a 20-year-old. And most importantly, one of the 17-year-olds is the Giovanni Reina, son of Claudio Reina, who scored the first goal and was actually a well-taken goal. And it's just good to see another American abroad in the Bundesliga doing very well. But yeah, other than that, Bundesliga is kind of just like a... Bundesliga is like a nice dinner place where it's not going to be really memorable, but you know, it's like, you know what to expect there. I don't know where I'm going with that analogy, but the Bundesliga is fun. It's a good time. Bundesliga, like above all other European um, competitions, I'm just... Um, it's good football. It's good fans. Uh, it's good players for the most part. Um, you You just... Already know it's just going to be a one horse race towards the end. Even yeah. if Bayern flops in the beginning, they'll somehow squeak by. Uh, the DFB Pokal, that's that's always something to look forward to. Um, that's, I, I mean, yeah, Bayern has won the last competition, but for the most part, it's it's pretty, you don't know what's going to happen. It's it's still a fun league. And thankfully, every game is on ESPN Plus this year, which is a random plug. So, Jiggly, if you want to watch any Bundesliga this year, you know where to find it legally. <laughs> legally i the only thing i i stream illegally is wait uh, this is recorded um but uh no bundesliga is great like yeah what rj said with it being it's always going to be byron in the end but like it's one of those things where yeah this one team wins in the end but all of this other side side story happens and it's wonderful to watch i'm gonna let that ambulance pass by you know, I don't know if you guys heard that. It was a very I loud ambulance driving by me. I didn't hear the ambulance until you said something, and then I heard the ambulance behind your voice. Yeah, there was there was helicopters flying by my house last night. There were ambulances going on. I did not feel right. But yeah, that's Europe. Um, Spanish League starts next week. Italian League, no one's going to pretend like they care about the Italian League here. I mean, and the French well, um, League's been going on for like a month. Well, man. Okay. For, for the Italian League, yes, the football is boring. Yes, um, the majority of them are racist. But um, I do want to note, though, with Juventus, they have former, you know, FC Dallas Academy um, graduate. Uh, I'm not going to name his previous German team just because I do not like them. But uh, Weston, why don't you like them? Jiggly, I like the... I like Dortmund. Jiggly, come on, it's a simple yeah. rivalry discourse. But yeah, uh, Weston McKenney, um, I think he's going to be elite over there at Juventus. So that's something to look forward to. It's really interesting that he started that first game. He had a very good game, apparently. Yeah. 
but yeah, I'm worried that the, the big money signings will come and overtake him soon. But I mean, even if he's still a bench player, it's still a bench player at Juventus. It's much better than starting for FC Dallas. I mean, yeah, he has a lot of players that he can, you know, he can like learn off from, like um, Aaron Ramsey, Ronaldo. Uh, big fan of Aaron Ramsey being listed ahead of. Low? Big fan of uh, Aaron Ramsey being listed before Ronaldo there. In, <laughs> so, in, in no particular order. Uh, but Pirlo, Pirlo's going to be exposed, exposed this year. I cannot wait for that. They I, hired him with only a week of experience as a head coach. But, but, He's going to get exposed. Like, I'm so happy. I do but like the joke somebody made about like the picture of uh, Aaron Ramsey, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Weston McKinney, and someone saying, like, three years ago, someone would have said this is Photoshopped. <laughs> All playing for Juventus. But I, like, Pirlo's going to get exposed in Europe, but... He's not going to get exposed in Serie A because let's be real, it's just like it's like legal in the Bundesliga. Hey, respect, respect Inter, respect Ashley Young and company in, in Inter. Yeah, I, think... I, I do. I I, ra- I rate Lukaku highly. I sometimes like when you saw Ashley him at <laughs> Yes, um, he still owes me for for uh, all the Arizona bottles I bought him. By the way, but um, but uh. Inter's just going to flop. And um, same thing with the other Milan team. Uh, Zlatan can only do so much. I don't think that you can call AC Milan flopping because uh, they're not good in the first place. Who? <laughs> they're, they're not good, but they're good. Yeah, but they're not they good have, enough. They to, have like, legitimate top four aspirations this year, but I think RJ's saying they're going to finish like 57th instead. They're being led by a former MLS reject, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He, he legitimately is a re- MLS reject. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Other than the time he jumped over Grant Lillard to score, but I mean, it, it's Grant Lillard. That I got him harsh. to laugh at me once, so that was fun. Um, yeah, we can, move on. we can move on from Europe then. Right? Anything else? <laughs> Do it then. Uh, <laughs> let's yeah, let's let's talk about a real man. We're a real with, league. We're with, nailing the transitions this with, week with real competition. Know, uh, the J League. Uh, Setters Osaka fell to Kashima Antlers two to one. Uh, they uh, y- you want to know their secret? Uh, Osaka had more possession, so clearly it is a trend. <laughs> and uh, even though they they even though they lost, they remain in second place uh, behind Kawasaki. And apparently, even though they didn't uh, jump over Serizu Osaka, FC Tokyo did get a win against Vigelta Sendai, 1-0, and they had 40% possession. Because Which is remarkably high for FC Tokyo standards, but they were playing a worse team. Very true. Uh, and now the exception to the rule involving possession, Shonan got crushed by uh, Shimizu S-Pulse 3-0. They did not have high possession, Simizu had the possession. So uh that's how that works. Uh Shonan will fall back to the bottom of the table behind a team that has not played like four games. Are you talking about Sagon? Yeah. They're back to playing, but like they're still behind in games. Oh no. They're behind by two games. They'll get relegated this year. I, I hope they get relegated. Shonan or Sagon? Sagan. Uh, just, just because of the Fernando. The Taurus, yep, there, there's the, yeah. the Taurus complaint as per. Well, uh, Sagan lost to uh, Yokohama 3-1. to Just wait till RJ realizes that in FIFA 21, Fernando Torres is one of the new icons will be fuming. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought, I thought uh, RJ said that he likes Torres, right? So I, I like Torres. I just don't like what he did. That's understandable. Yeah. That's like when uh, you're... Gra- I was gonna, uh, my analogies are completely off today. Just leave me be. And uh, in the morning, uh, before this podcast comes out, but uh, after it's, we're recording, like, in the morning, uh, it, FC Tokyo and Sarazo Osaka play against each other. And I think that's a six-point... Well, I mean, obviously, it's a six-point game, but I think that if Tokyo wins that, do they... Go above Osaka? Um, no, they do no, not. Osaka still has a game on hand. So, and also Osaka has like one one more point. 
So yeah, uh, sorry, sorry, Adnan. Tokyo. Hey, no, 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 no. I mean, don't I mean, don't I mean, get it twisted. FC Tokyo only wants to get top three new C- or or ACL Champions League qualification. That's all Tokyo cares about. Whatever we stumble upon at the end is a W. You, you know, I, I'm willing to wager right now that FC Tokyo will make the a- ACL final like way way before Vesel Kobe. I, I think. I think those those lads over at FC Tokyo will get a medal before Iniesta does. They're well organized, I'll tell you that much. Extremely organized. Uh, and also in our J League update, we have the Yuki Nagasato update. Hayabuso 11 got a 4 0 win against FC Ivan's Yokosuka. I have no clue if she played. I can't figure out anything. Uh, I couldn't find a lineup. I. I'm still searching for like some sort of site that talks about them. I'm only getting this information from their from the team's Twitter page. So yeah, I don't know what happened. I just know that they won for nothing. Uh like last week. So yeah, that's that's the Yuki Nagasato update. I forgot she's in the men's league. I was wondering yeah. why we're tracking Yuki Nagasato and I'm like, oh yeah, she's actually with that amateur men's team. Yeah. So Life comes at you fast. Life comes at you quick. Um, up next, and, and that's why I put it at the end of the J-League update, because we move on to the NWSL section. Uh, the games continue for the NWSL Fall Series. Uh, Orlando took a draw against NC Courage. For some reason, I, I don't understand. It, it's kind of weird, because all of these really bad teams are suddenly looking pretty dang okay. I know that uh, there was one specific player who everybody was extremely impressed with. I didn't watch the game, but I kept hearing about, uh, I think it was Carrie Lawrence, who everybody was loving in that game. She made like some good moves on, in the attack and like saved a game-winning goal, like a goal-line clearance or something. So yeah, Orlando kept North Carolina Courage scoreless, although the Courage are like missing a ton of players right now, even though... But even though they're missing that many players, they've still got like an amazing squad with the Binya. Uh, yeah, another game to mention before the Red Stars. Uh, Sophia Smith scores in her uh, Portland debut. Uh, it was a 3-0 win over Utah. Sophia Smith came on at like the... What minute was it? Looking for it. She came on in the 69th minute and she scored in the 72nd minute. So like... That, that's a pretty that's a pretty impressive uh, start, Mario Lemieux levels of. Uh, oh, debut. nice old timey NHL reference here on a soccer <laughs> podcast. Well done. I only know about the Mario Lemieux thing because of like NHL thirteen or like no NHL twelve. Here we go. Here we go. Ninety five percent of Jiggly sports knowledge is based off video games, and honestly, <laughs> I'm I'm just as high of, of a percentage. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That's that. Uh, moving on to the Red Stars. The Red Stars win against Sky Blue FC 4-1. to one. I'm sure Adnan is very happy with that. Uh, I just clicked over to different things. I, uh, the, the main thing to know about that game was that like the Red Stars were finally like a very beautiful, fluid attack. Uh, Kelio Watt uh, scored in the 10th minute and the 57th minute. Early on, uh, Ifeoma Onumanu uh, took a six-minute goal, like, just a bit earlier. She made an amazing, like, backheel flick, but she knew she was offside, so that flick was just for fun. Soccer Gods allowed a different goal, so, you know, she got her goal. And uh, there was another one that I made the joke about the Soccer Gods uh, granting a goal based on something else, because, uh, and this also goes into what I was going to talk about with the fast counterattacks, which is that... Uh, they basically started thumping the ball and going route one like they used to do with Kerr, except they started using everyone. And for some reason, Zoe Goralski was the one on the end of these long balls. And I don't know how, because she's a defender. Uh, she's just running that far up. And I don't know why. But on the first on the first time that it made like a really big difference, the opposing goalkeeper from Sky Blue FC, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't uh, Kaelin Sheridan. It was uh, Didi Heracic. And Heracic came way out of off her line, took down Goralski, no, but not until after Goralski chipped the ball over her. I think that that should have been a penalty if Goralski hadn't gotten the ball over her 
and headed towards the net and the ref didn't call the uh penalty and then like all the rebounds missed and whatever but the soccer gods allowed the uh goal to be scored later on which i think we'll get into the soccer gods uh, allowing things later on when we get to the fire uh such beautiful writing there but yeah we're finally using watt correctly with uh these really quick attacks and i think we're seeing a lot of quickness from this from this team that we weren't seeing during the challenge cup and i think that this is the way to go if we want to really see the team play better and they have been playing better and now what i will say is is beating sky blue is like beating the saint mary's team we talked about last week but a win <laughs> is a win's a win and we're seeing St. Saint, Saint, I almost call him St. Louis because Sky Blue is as bad of, of, a, of a. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> New Jersey. Sky Blue. Yeah. Sky Blue are bad. They have a bad logo. I've talked about this before. I, I just visceral reaction every single time I hear about them or see the logo. So I'm happy that they've lost. I'm happy that the Red Stars won. Uh, I, I've, shown, I've been proven this week to why a lot more people care about the Red Stars and the Fire. Because the Red Stars deliver when they need to, and the Fire do not, which we'll get to. The weird thing yeah. was, GG. I, I I didn't get to this, but the weird thing there was the weird thing because I said Kalen Sheridan didn't start the game. It was Didi Heritage, their backup, and I was so confused when I saw the lineups, and I was like, wait, why isn't Kalen Sheridan starting for Sky Blue FC? And I guess uh, Didi Heritage has been put up like an as an offering, like Curtis Pateri. She gave up three goals in the first half and was instantly taken off and at halftime, and they brought on Sheridan. That's Which, why I'm uh, play for Sky Blue. What? I didn't even hear you. What? <laughs> That's what happens when you play for Sky Blue. You get what you deserve. Caleb Sheridan is like one of the best goalkeepers in the world. And the fact that they didn't start her was so confusing to me. I think that they I think that they took the Red Stars pretty lightly after just the way that they'd been playing recent recently up until the fall series. Despite going to the final in the Challenge Cup, they hadn't been playing that good. So, uh, speaking of uh, Fall Series, Challenge Cup, that sort of thing, there was the deal with CBS, and the Red Stars hadn't really played on CBS. Uh, They played their first game on Twitch, and the second game was on CBS All Access, and now they're moving up all the way to the official CBS, so that's what that game's going to be. They're going to be playing against the Washington Spirit. uh, Washington Spirit are going to be on a full extra week of rest, because that's just how these pods of teams work. Uh, sometimes they're going to be playing. Sometimes they're not going to be playing. It's like a normal season, except weird. Uh, that game's going to be at noon on Saturday against Washington. It's going to be a home game, but you can't go. Yep, that's it for the NWSL <laughs> uh, preview, because I don't really have much else to say, except I hope that the Red Stars continue playing with that fast, fluid counterattack. Uh, RJ, do you have anything to say about uh, European women's soccer? Uh, no, the FAWSL, they haven't played it in over a week right now. Um, I did catch highlights, though, of the um, Manchester United women's team where they won, um, I believe, uh, 5-2 against Birmingham City. Um, the the FAWSL, they don't play again until October I think the first full week of October. So, yeah, I think the major le- the major uh, news in the FAWSL right now is just all of the uh, U.S. national team signings coming in. I know that what United's getting Tobin Heath yeah. and uh, Kristen Press. Then uh, that one woman is going to Tottenham, and uh, who is the other? person that they're making a big deal about that hadn't who, been announced who, who, already who was that one woman uh you know that one orlando striker uh Can you, morgan who, alexander uh wife wife yeah. of servando Sir, carrasco um oh god i hate servando <laughs> carrasco so bad <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna get a chris impress man united jersey sounds fun well they actually sold out uh the women's team jerseys then, uh, they're probably only like 10 unfortunately because yeah. there was there was the one national they did team, not expect it the australian national team released the women's home and away jerseys and then didn't actually sell them in woman's size then, which was no that was the u.s no no that happened to australia too recently i saw i'll check maybe all recently the, but the I'll u.s did that like before 
they the U.S. actually sold out of uh, men's sold out of uh, women's sizes for four stars. So yeah, uh, that's that's all that for uh, women's soccer, and let's move on to MLS. Where oh, uh, I mean, we don't have to get to the fire just yet. Apparently. I didn't watch the game, but my dad uh, has been watching more MLS recently, which I think that's bad for his uh, that's bad for his health. But he's been watching more MLS recently, <laughs> other than the fire. And apparently, Philly is doing really good. And I went to check, you know, what score, what was you know the score of their last game, and they beat Montreal four to one. So, yeah, they've got a lot of youngsters playing, and they're all hitting at the right form right now, which is good yeah, to see for them. Like they're just really apparently they're just like on another another plane of existence and I, i'm looking at the stats here and what 20 shots 20 out shooting montreal 20 to 10 uh shots on target 11 to 3 and then 59 percent possession that, that that wouldn't fly in the uh in the j league but you know <laughs> man that just the whole uh there are a lot of players on that philly team that are going to be going to europe soon at some point soon uh so yeah i mean we're That's in fun. europe like kazakhstan or you know i think well, that I one or two of them might go to kazakhstan brendan aronson should be going somewhere hopefully all the young americans just go to germany because it's the best place to develop but i know aronson's actually can go somewhere decent because everyone loves them there's the the center backs i think they'll be in MLS for a few more years and then they've got a few like really young players that need to stay in the country for a bit more to develop, and then they'll move on somewhere else. But one of them will end up in Kazakhstan because this is the American soccer way. That's just what happens. I like Jim Curtin. He's he's a good guy. Uh, I I wish the Fire had more former players in their coaching staff, but like the good former players, like who? You know, I kind of want. Uh, CJ as an assistant, like if Chris Armis would be okay with not. No, 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 do not get Chris Armis. I don't care what in any capacity, do not get Chris Armis on on the the technical staff. Worst MLS coaches in my life. I I agree. I think people overrate Chris Armis too much just because he won a few games with the Red Bulls. I genuinely think he's the worst coach I've ever seen in MLS history. I'm not even kidding. I cannot explain to you how bad I think Chris Armis is. Well, I do yeah. know that at the very least, uh, from all that I've heard from like actual players and like people who've worked with him, CJ Brown is a pretty dang good assistant coach. CJ Brown, CJ Brown's a W. I respect him, but we don't have to get the entire gang back together. Is Den- did Dennis Hamlet get fired too? He's no, he's working with New York. He should be. I don't he think was he working got fired. with New York. I was. I don't know if he got fired as well. It's it's like for 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 an English football comparison for those out there. It's like getting the Manchester United class of '91 to manage Manchester United. It's not going to work out. Oh, Dennis Hamlin did get fired apparently because it says. Oh no, no, he's currently sort of serving as sporting director for New York Red Bulls and assistant coach. I'm trying to think of, of another former guy that I would like. Sean Maloney. I would, I would take him. I would take Sean Maloney back in the in, for the staff. Hey, trust me, he actually does something. Uh, I, I remember, forgot where it is. I remember he's a coach back, with the Belgian national team. That's a W in my book. I remember back when like the team was looking for a new coach, uh, with like the Panovic, like when when we hired Panovic before he was hired. People were talking about the fact about like how we were going to get Preki. Oh God! Which has Preki ever coached? Yeah, he's been a coach. Yeah, I swear. Yeah, he was. He was a coach somewhere. He may have been the one that got fired from Real Salt Lake for saying a racial slur. No, no, that's Petki. Ah, uh, I'm talking about Preki. Preki, yeah, he coached Chelsea USA Toronto, and then with the USL, he's currently uh, assistant with Seattle. Oh yeah, Razov would be interesting. Sure, yeah, we just we have yeah, one more to end that. Razov, how? Why are we taking a, a trip down memory lane for the fire players? I don't know. Speaking of coaches, uh, San Jose, uh, weird tactics. They're losing a lot. 
You got, I'm you so got... happy I was right about that. I, uh, for context, I got into an argument with my dad during the Muscles Back tournament, and he was talking about how this is going to change the league and how San Jose's man marking works so well, and he loves the idea. And I told him, like, just wait a few weeks until teams figure it out, and they'll be getting destroyed. And then they've, they've, only, they've only tied two out of the last five, and three of those games they've lost by, like, eight, seven, was, five goals? It was uh, a 7-1 to loss to Seattle. Six against Portland, then, right? That was recently. And four against LA. FC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're bad, but we're somehow worse, which we'll get to. Well, I mean, the thing with the. I, I mean, I don't. I still don't think Matias Almeida is wrong in what he does. I still think that he, he, he's, he's a genius. Um, the, the, the dean is a genius. Um, and the man marking does not work. It trust me because that it just takes one player to beat his man off the dribble for everything to fall apart defensively. It's that so happened, weird. That, that happened against Seattle where Jordan Morris dribbled by his guy and no one came to support because they're all busy man marking their own guy. Morris just kept running it on goal. That's also an extra thing with uh, Jordan Morris. Apparently, somebody paid Jordan Morris on cameo and also, you know, paid for charity. Uh, to get Jordan Morris to apologize for beating the fire in the first game of the season. Which, that was back when there was hope, and we looked pretty dang okay. We should have won that game, if not for horrible uh, defending. So, I'm happy that Jordan Morris apologized for that. Uh, Is this, yeah, la- uh, I'll say lastly, we should expect Federico, not Federico, we're going for crying out loud. Gonzalo, oh, the one section I'm last now. He'll be making, hopefully, he'll be making his debut on tomorrow. I thought he did. I no, he, he didn't did. feature against Atlanta. Oh. Well, let's be real. The Fire haven't been playing well this out throughout this whole season. Um, before we get to the Fire again, I just wanted to mention there's a lot of there's been a lot of red cards over the past oh red cards this past weekend, like one, two, three, four, five games with a red card. So that's Five, weird. Two, three, four, pick up the floor. Okay. We're getting to this point in the podcast where we weird. lose the plot. Nice. It was just it was just weird that there was a lot of red cards. I you know, we've been seeing a lot of, a lot more red cards this season for some reason. Like in the Challenge Cup, there's a lot of red cards, and now this uh, um, No, no, it was not the Challenge Cup. It was the hashtag not the back tournaments. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's just people are. I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna say that everyone's just pissed about having to play in these conditions under pandemic. So I'll blame it on that. Uh, quick note: Higuain is unavailable for match selection as he awaits the re- receipt of his P1 visa and international transfer certificate. So he won't be playing anytime soon, apparently. Which is sad. All the McDonald's in Miami is weeping right now. No, no, he's in Miami, so they're actually thriving. He's just there. He's just not allowed to play. Yeah, so. On game day, instead of being at the stadium, we know where he'll be. Um, I can't so, believe Gonzalo Higuain's in MLS. How far has he fallen? Anyway, should we should we let RJ kick off the fire? Because I, I think he's he's got a rant queued up. Is that what you're saying in the on. in the pre discussion? Go off, Queen. That, like that stupid argument between Barrich and Madron that shows that Wiki. First of all, he should have a designated penalty taker. Second of all, I don't think both the squad and the technical staff, I don't think they're they're intertwined with each other. Um, yeah, you can blame it on the pandemic. You can blame it on lack of game time. But by now, this squad, you know, you can be like the crappiest squad out pitch or whatever, but you should have at least some connection, have some chemistry with each other. And it's been how long? Let's. It's been how many games so far? Like eleven games, and this team still isn't clicking with each other. And it, go on, sorry. No, go ahead. It it looks like we're still playing like games two and three of the year. Yeah. Are right, are right, Jiggly? Do you want to go through like uh, a series of events? What happened to the game? Because I missed. Um, I missed the oh. it because I was visiting family, and I caught the end of it, but I was still with family, so I wasn't able to intently watch. But just run I through just what remember, happened, if you remember. Like, right, now, I'm gonna you, I guess. Fi- now I'm going to have to find, find the tweet where I summed it all up, because that first half was so perfectly written. Like, it was, it was a, wonderful, a wonderful script of how stupid everything went. 
in that first half. I just need to scroll back and find that tweet. You know, I think Madron could have scored that penalty if he if he didn't argue or if he didn't come fresh off an argument. I think that mentality just going into that, you know, PK kind of screwed him over. Yeah. Uh so it was uh the the first half was uh stupid goalkeeping goofs. Uh that was the first two goals. Uh I mean, it wasn't exactly complete it wasn't completely on Shuttleworth. There was like, you know, it was raining, it was bad footing. So like the first goal, I could blame that on bad footing. That's just going to happen. The second goal, not quite so much on the weather. That was him being way too late to that ball. Uh and then uh, the fire scored, and that goal was called back. And then there was an argument over a penalty. And then the subsequent penalty was saved. And then Elliot Collier subsequent. got an, and uh, and then Elliot Collier got a nutmeg. So yeah, that was a wonderful script for the first half. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, real quick. Do you guys hear me? My mom called. I hear you. Yeah. Like, okay. Sorry. Like, like Calvo, like Calvo, you know him being the captain. Of course, he has to intervene. But I think it was a bad choice for him taking Madron. Like, yeah, Barish, he he hasn't been well. He hasn't, you know, done anything relevant lately. But it's still his job to score the goals. And I think, you know, Cabo should have chosen Barish over Madron. I I think... yeah, what I think happened is I think Calvo realized how badly Madron wanted to take it for some reason and just decided that we didn't want to have this. Well, I mean, the argument, the argument between those two is that Madron would probably be considered the best. I'm just guessing Madron is considered the best penalty taker on the team, but Barrett's just the striker and he needs goals. So well, for I, confidence at that point. What I was saying with Calvo, I think he realized that they weren't going to be able to convince Madron otherwise. So he just had uh, Barrett sit back and let, let fate no, unfold. No, like, I, I, no, I think it's because Calvo and Madron are buddies. Like, if you follow them on Instagram, you can obviously tell that they're really, really close with each other. That's and, not a bad shot, to be fair. Does yeah. like, do you remember the Danny Alves, Neymar, Cavani situation a few years ago with mm-hmm. PSG? And, yeah. like... um. You know, if some rumors are to go by, Barrett hasn't fully integrated with the team. He, he has his disagreements with Georgie, but, you know, who doesn't? But that also shows that, you know, there's some bias, you know, with each other in the team. Oh, I didn't hear about that, the, the Georgie Barrett thing. Is um, that just, like, rumors on Twitter that I've missed out on? It's Or is that, like, more of a sources more... thing? A little bit of everything. Do you remember that period where Georgie wasn't playing and there was yeah. internal conflict? Um, Barrett apparently has you know something to do with that. Oh, interesting. I'll look more into that on my own time because yeah, we won't we won't do the laundry out. But what's what's interesting about that is how well they linked up against uh, Columbus. So that's really funny to think about then, because yeah, weren't I, I weren't the goals Barrett Georgie to Barrett and then Barrett back to Georgie later on? Yeah, I, I think those those two. If you know. If there was a conflict, I think, you know, they made up, so. I just uh, looked at the stats here, and apparently the Fire had the same amount of shots. They had more possession. They had more passes. They had they had only slightly worse passing accuracy than uh, than Orlando. They even had the same amount of fouls, but just, like, they weren't good. And I think that that's my whole thing when I talk about, like, the Fire, whether or not they look dangerous is that throughout the entire game, it did not feel like the Fire had any chance of scoring. Like, even when they, you know, quote-unquote scored and then got the, uh, got it called back by VAR, like, twice, it didn't feel like they could score. And that's, that's you don't want to have your team feeling like that. I mean, this I was I was thinking about this in the bathroom earlier that if if I'm the fire right I I first of all I I forfeit the rest of the games of the season because those got announced yeah. so I just forfeit those right let the other teams actually play the season while the fire rests up and like make sure no one gets injured uh sign an actual big name player because signing like low key talents like Barrich and uh Jimenez isn't working because neither of them neither of those are delivering as they should be. I'll say this shows promise, but we know he's young, so that's an exception. Uh, and then change the logo, obviously, because I still blame all of this on the logo. I think they should sign. 
I don't know who. I mean, I'll, my mind instinctively went to Chicharito, and I remember he's actually in MLS already. And no, we can't get Rodolfo Pizarro either because he's already in MLS. Daniel Sturridge. Yes. Good shout. That's a good shout. <laughs> Although he, had, oh man, but he would. He, he can legally with, gamble. Without... He can legally gamble in the state. No, no. Nope. That would be a really he, dumb he, signing, he, and I want that. He would not. He would not be able to legally. Well, I guess he would be able to gamble in different games, wouldn't he? Though, or like non MLS based. You know You're right I mean. about that. Yeah, I mean, sorry. he could gamble the way that Michael Jordan gambled. <laughs> there's, there's the first time I've ever heard a comparison between Michael Jordan and Daniel Sturridge. Uh, the first and only ever comparison between Michael Jordan and Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> so but yeah, uh, just I, someone I, that's I legitimately Daniel a big name. And Not someone that that Ruben scored like. Why are people surprised when Barrich scored one goal in Liga? And he's not like. What do you guys expect? Not you guys in particular. I mean, you guys and like fire fans. I can't find the tweet. There's, there was the mean, mean thing I want to do after the Lano game, because I remember someone tweeted out after the Cincinnati game of the fire one saying, "What crisis?" And I just wanted to reply to that tweet saying, "Well, here's the crisis again," because fire fans were so stupidly optimistic after the Cincinnati win, and it's completely gone to piss since then. I mean, yeah. That's the thing. Like we had, we have had some small moments. I don't think in that Cincinnati game we had any moments. We had a small moment in that Columbus game that we drew, where we looked good. And in this game, we had nothing. We had absolutely fire nothing. Are, the fire are just so desperate. Fire fans are so desperate for something to hold on to, but it 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 shows how far expectations have fallen. Um, RJ, you got any more thoughts before we go try to preview these next two games? Do we have to preview those games? We're not going to really preview them. We're just going to talk about how they don't matter, ultimately. I have a whole speech about nihilism. I mean, like... <laughs> like th- this goes on with the preview of the game, but like I've always stated here and elsewhere, like the fire... If, if they can't even do the bare minimum, then just, then just stop. The, just... the two games in question are... It'll be tonight when you hear this because the episode will hopefully release on a Wednesday. The fire game is on the Wednesday night against the Houston Dynamo. And then they play Atlanta United on Saturday. Both games will be at Soldier Field. Does that matter? Probably not. Um, I guess before Jiggly goes into a full nihilistic rant, Houston Houston is a team that will almost certainly wipe the floor with us. They look very good under Tab Ramos. They look like they're figuring it out. Although they just lost Albert Elise. Who's been really good for them, but I mean, Todd Ramos actually knows what he's doing as a coach. So, I really like the, Ellis. The, the, Ellis is, Ellis yeah, unfortunately, he, he moved on. I forgot where he, I think he went to the Portuguese league. I'll look it up as I'm talking. And then, um, everyone knows about how Atlanta has struggled this year, but a team with that talent will, well, they have games that they put together, and that game will probably come against the fire because they have enough I, talent where if they just show up and play half decently, they'll beat us because we never uh, show up. I know that's... Yeah, Portuguese League side, Boa Vista, by the way, is where at least went. I know Sorry. that's uh, somebody... There, there are a bunch of, like, you know, you know, those general MLS accounts that make fun of uh, the entire league and don't really pay attention to uh, teams like the Fire. They were talking about how, like, Atlanta is the biggest disgrace in the league, and I'm just sitting here with the Fire, like, do you just not see us? And I feel like Atlanta versus the Fire is going to truly show who is the worst team in the league right now to those people. <laughs> And it's you going know, to be us. I, I'm, I'm happy that people ignore the fire because I don't want to see any more discourse on the hashtag. Yeah. I went on the Reddit uh, yes, the, yesterday because I got bored. I went on the fire Reddit and it's so, it's so inactive because everyone's just losing care about this team. It's so sad. Like I the mean, Reddit, there's no one's, I know the Reddit was never that like popular to begin with, but it was barren almost yesterday so my whole thing is that like i saw a tweet after the game uh from you know someone talking about how like you know we uh there are some people who you know take it take it upon themselves as like it's their personality to hate the fire and i do agree that there are some people out there who specifically are only on the fire hashtags specifically just to trash the team and not really care about it but i i just have this opinion of this season even before the pandemic wiped out most of the season, even before all this, I said that this season was going to be a wash no matter what, and I wasn't going to truly care about where the fire ended up because 
it was a season where we started off very late signing players. It was just going to be about how we develop through it. And so, yeah, I didn't really truly care about if we lost this much or not, but seeing the team play like this is just so, so bad. And I, I had a, I had a little, little Twitter thread, uh, that night about basically you got to treat this like it doesn't matter like it's not happening like it doesn't exist you just got to laugh at it uh there's a complete there is you know this uh inherent absurdity and contradiction within rebuilding a team where you have to destroy it in order to make it better and we kind of just keep the fire themselves keep getting stuck in the cycle of destroying before it gets better thinking that it's only going to get worse and so they keep making it worse so i don't know i'm still here and we're all going to still be here uh life is life is pain uh <laughs> what part of we life are... are you from <laughs> life that is one, pain not not our best work. Not, not, not your best one guys uh by, by the way off topic but um I tweeted about this, but today, for our Chicago listeners, is the last day you can see the killer whales out in Lake Michigan. Huh? There are killer whales in Lake Michigan. Yeah, just just go to my Twitter account and see my latest tweet. That's horrifying, yet exceptional at the same time. Yeah, they, they migrate back to the Pacific Ocean, don't you know? What? This generally sounds like bait. This sounds like such yeah. hard bait. And I'm probably falling right into it. I'm so confused right now. Is the, no, is the Atlantic Ocean part bait or not? No, he said, he said Pacific Ocean. Where, where else do killer whales go to? You can get from the, the, the Great Lakes to the ocean? No, you can't, actually. Yes, there is. There's a river connecting. Oh, yeah, the St. Lawrence River. Ah, because that's what did that. I'm now I'm stuttering because I'm thinking about killer whales. Oh my god, it's just a picture of killer whales. And this man, RJ, I know I, I believe in you, but this just looks like proper bait. Um, we're, we're, I'm, I'm probably getting baited so hard right now. Yeah, what a what a thunderous ending to this podcast, which is what we deserve. Anyway, anyway, guys, uh, God is dead. We have killed him. Uh, It's all right. Well, that's a bit far. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We forgot to mention that, like, the Bears played on Sunday. And so the grass might be bad. Who cares? It will be bad. And we'll have football lines. I, I the thing that I've been enjoying uh, this season has been looking at all of these football teams playing with soccer lines on their on their fields, so that's nice. I've been making account of it because I've I've started watching football again because I actually care about my fantasy team for once. I I still haven't lost, by the way. Uh, of course, it's only two weeks. So uh, yeah, that's what that's it. What a champion! What a, what a what a champion, guys. So, uh, we got we got anything else to mention? And the pain. Change the law. And us. That is all. Uh, I'm Jiggly. I'm still out, Don. I'm RJ. Um, make sure to hydrate.